0: Hey guys, welcome back. It's Kathleen and this is This Insecure Life. Um, I'm not even going to say if this is a mini or not because I don't know how long it will end up. But I do know <laughs> that um, apparently the best time for me to record is the middle of the night. <laughs> uh, my insomnia has been back and at it so I am embracing it because I can lay in bed and think or I can just get up and do and that's not to say you need to do that it's just been working for me to to do a little bit versus um thinking constantly without action all right so this was going to be um, my original thought for this week was, was to do a short mini episode, a little pump up, um, but I've been ruminating and reflecting and trying to suss out some of the other topics I want to talk about with you this month and how I want that to be. Um, it's been really freeing, like I said last week, in how I'm going to approach the podcast going forward. And so, because I had originally thought this was going to be a mini, I had been thinking about what quotes I could, could read to you or, or what songs have been resonating with me that um, maybe would be helpful for you and then, and then chatting about them for a bit. And nothing was really jumping out, but I had a conversation with one of my friends earlier about intelligence and then I looked at the last little while and there's been this weird theme intelligence and smarts and I yeah got excited and so um, while I was laying in bed not sleeping but thinking about all this the potentially Albert Einstein but not potentially Albert Einstein who really knows because sometimes these quotes are all attributed to people incorrectly Um, popped into my head. Alright, so let me read it to you. I feel like if you have ever seen this, you probably know what it is already. Um, But alright. Everybody is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. So... I guess one thing I'm going to address right off the bat, which isn't directly related to this, but it is in a lot of ways, um, and it's something that I recently learned, like, in the last five days, I think, um, and I'm not jazzed on it um, in this in this sentence, even though it, it does fit, um, but... It's the use of the word stupid. And so, um, funny not funny, odd how sometimes these, um, parts of knowledge come together. Uh, I had shared a astrology meme in a group and someone got really upset because the word stupid had been used and applied to a couple of the signs. And I for some reason just felt like I needed to look up what could be upsetting about that because my whole life I've just been like oh it's just a word we just say stupid it's like I don't know I grew up saying that sucks a lot (laughs) you know and there's connotations and denotations and words change and um morph with culture and so I never really looked at how stupid could be applied in other um, ways or how it could impact other people um I never I guess I never wanted to be called stupid but I was never overly offended if someone did um and again that's probably just rooted in the fact that uh my intellect and and my smartness has always been something that I've relied on and and I've known that um so there's like that truth about me but I really do want to try and remove this from my vocabulary because it is an ableist word and so um if you've never heard of that before you're still sort of tuning in to some of these language things that we're doing um it, it it was applied to, um, and, and still is, applied to humans with uh, developmental disabilities of various kinds, right? And so it was an insult. Or, um, my mom was a special education teacher, and I believe my sister is now. And I know in some... Areas they used to call special education children, um, SPEDs, which, if you like, break it down and you shorten things, as as we do, hot chocolate, hocho, um, would sound fine to be shortened, but um, actually was used as an insult. So, just keeping in mind that while this quote has a lot of value in what it's saying. It also has some words that can be potentially damaging. Um, so one of the sites I pulled up to double check to see if Albert Einstein actually said this, and, and there's no conclusion on this website. So take that as you will. But they also list um, Amos Dolbear, Matthew Kelly, Acrofail, and um, sort of the origin or where they first started seeing this analogy in general and so I'll link all of the all of the steps in the show notes in case you want to read further um but this is from the early early 1900s um 19th century I guess we're in the 21st now right I have no idea I love history but sometimes that stuff trips me up and so I guess, I guess what I really love about this is how succinct it is. Um, I feel like I've used some analogies in the course of the podcast, but I do it a lot in my everyday life, which is weird, I think, for a lot of people. But if you haven't directly been impacted by something, it makes it hard to empathize with or it makes it hard to wrap your head around and put your feet in those person's shoes or put yourself into that situation and so I find analogies help in a lot of ways for that and that's that's how I feel about this quote because it's true I mean I I really hate running and I have hated running my entire life and and I'm not just saying that um, as in small fat 31 year old. Um, I fucking hated running when I was like six, like it's just never jived with me. But if you put me in a pool, if you put me in a swimming pool and this is from the get-go, I could go for hours and I don't want to get out and water nourishes me and feeds me. And I take a lot of baths for that reason. So we're all drawn to certain things and we all have these innate abilities in us and it's okay. And it's, kind of awesome in that sense um so i guess if this was just a straight up mini and a pump up episode i would say go and get it you're smart you know this you are a genius in not only your own life and your own being and your own feelings in your own experiences but in what that has brought you whether you went to university or not, and I used to be, I said this to, to the same friend, I, I used to be an intellectual snob and I don't really love the use of um, sapiosexual on, on dating apps or, or just in, in pairing because that word in itself is exclusionary. And it excludes people who may not have the same education as you. But they're smart and talented and brilliant in other ways. Which is a big leap from how I felt probably even 10 years ago. Um, And I think that that started to shift when... Um, I was dating someone who was very bitter about not getting into the university I got into, so I went to Queens, which, (laughs) I don't know if this is true, but, um, at the time people used to say it was Harvard of the North, which, who knows, I also really wanted to go to Harvard and never actually made an application because I didn't want to write the SATs. Another story. Um... But it is one of sort of Canada's top schools. Um, McGill falls in there, uh, Western U of T. Um, out West, it is a little bit different, I, I feel. Um, I think in Halifax, um, Acadia, Dalhousie, probably stack up. And then when you move um, to the West Coast, it's likely to be UBC Um, as the top pillar and and probably UFC for for some of them programs anyways Um, but he was brilliant in a lot of other ways he was musically talented um, extraordinarily skilled in a lot of tech stuff and I never really understood why he was so upset because I didn't think he was on the university track anyways and and that wasn't me looking down on him that was me being genuinely shocked that he was trying to take this route when it felt so much more innate for him to go the college route and that's what ended up happening and and I think it has served him for the best I don't know we're not in touch anymore but um, from you know grapevine stuff it, it sounded like he was succeeding and doing amazing things so all that being said while I do think um, a high school diploma is necessary just because 18 is really young to be out in the world um, working a full time job or working a couple jobs full time hours I don't necessarily think College or university are the be-all and end-all. And I think trades get a bad rap in this. um, Grandizing of higher education can be very detrimental to a large majority of the population, especially, I think, in um, the U.S. and Canada, um, North America, versus... Europe in particular, I'm not quite as, um, versed in Australia or, um, the Asian countries, the Asian, um, education system, sorry, in regards to, um, fees and tuition and all that, but I do know that people go into a lot of debt in America, like a lot of debt, and, and in Canada too, um, not quite as much, but it's, it's getting there. Whereas in a lot of European countries and Quebec, quite frankly, um, your education is free, right? So it's just creating these barriers of entry to keep, you know, fish out of the water or birds out of the sky or however you want to phrase that, right? Um. and so I just think it's a really interesting topic because it can create a lot of anxiety in a whole bunch of different ways because you n- need an education to get a good job or that's what we're told and to get that education you have to pay a lot of money um, you might have to be away from your family there's, there's all these Im- implications um, that can create unstable environments that if you're forcing yourself into a situation that isn't good for you for whatever reason, um, isn't going to work out (laughs) for the best. So as I said, I was going to do a little bit more research on these topics going forward and um, mostly because... I am an intellect. Wah wah wah. Um <laughs> no, mostly because this is something I have been putting a lot of thought into and um I madly respect so many people from various walks of life for what they bring to the table. Um, regardless of whether they have a PhD or a master's or a bachelor's or a college diploma. Um, humans have stories and humans have this innate intelligence in them that we can tap into. And I think that's beautiful. But um, I did look up different types of intelligence because that's something I am still learning on. So um, one, I feel like everyone knows about IQ tests, right? So you can take your IQ test. And figure out what your IQ number is. Um, I haven't done one in a really long time. Um, (laughs) My mom forced me to take one. I think I told this story before. When I was young. And um, (laughs) I kind of threw it. So even that one's not accurate. But if you don't know what an IQ test is. It is. And intelligence quotient is what IQ test means. And basically, it's just measuring your intelligence. Um, and so when I did whatever testing it was, um, they did... they did. It was, it was very question and answer. Um, mine was verbal. I don't know if there's different ways of doing it. Um... I don't know what the most reliable test is, and, and quite frankly, I don't know if it's actually necessary, and I think it can be damaging in certain areas. Don't get me wrong, I think some of this testing is really helpful because in the same way that um, people have challenges with their learning, if they're not um, understanding just because maybe they've had a brain injury. Maybe they have a developmental, um, disability. I don't know if that's the proper terminology. So I apologize. I will look into that. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't measure everything and it does create that elite status. Um, that I'm not super jazzed on, anyways. Um, but I think I think IQ tests really only test a specific um, set of standards. So I'll read I'll read this out from Science Trends because uh, it's a little bit more helpful than me just rambling at you. IQ tests have a long history and there have been different kinds of IQ tests that have been structured in different ways, of course. Um, nowadays, the most commonly administered IQ test in the world is the Weschler Adult Intelligence Scale. It's in its fourth edition. It has 10 core subtests and 5 supplemental tests. So these measure a participant's abilities on tests like vocab recall. So that would be... Um, words essentially right i don't know how it would show up in the test but i think it would be something like a yellow fruit that is long and then you would say banana Uh, reading comprehension so this is tested a lot in the standardized testing in ontario i'm not quite sure if bc has it or where in canada has uh, standardized testing but i feel like A lot of this is probably touched on in standardized testing in the U.S. as well. So SATs, PSATs, um, LSATs, all of that fun stuff. Uh, Visuospatial reasoning, mathematical ability, working memory, and mental processing speed. So it says the results from these um, 15 different tests are averaged and compiled into four distinct scores uh, corresponding to general class of psychological capabilities. And then the single-digit IQ score is the sum of these four scores. You know, there's some charts. It looks great. Um, what is neat on this page is that it says, Unfortunately, the concept of intelligence has no standard definition, and different psychologists operationalize. That's a terrible word. I think it's funny because they could definitely dumb this down a little, uh, the term in different ways. Unlike properties like length or distance, intelligence cannot be concretely measured and must be investigated indirectly. Right? If you're not going to take tests, you're not going to take tests. It's just how that works. Um, one test that has been cropping up and getting a little bit more hmm, news. Uh, Time, I guess, screen time, whatever. Um, It's 15 minutes of fame is emotional intelligence. And I actually think this is an extraordinarily interesting test or um, good place for reflection rather than test. So, emotional intelligence is... Obviously, based on emotions, which we talk about a lot. And by we, I mean me. Um, But there are apparently four fundamental emotional intelligence capabilities. So how they break this test down is self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and social skill. And I think I was actually extraordinarily overwhelmed the first time I took an EQ test because I was expecting it to be like an IQ test, um, and was like, I'm going to nail it. But there were a lot of things I could work on. And I think both of these tests demonstrate areas that you're not necessarily unintelligent in, but they're areas to work on, right? They're areas that if you want to be more well-rounded, if you want to, um, sort of up, your skill quotient, so to speak, gives you those places to concentrate energy on because it's not innate in you. Um, and so that's, that's what I found the EQ test was good for because everyone has some of these capabilities in some way we have self-awareness, right? Um, I'm actually going to read out how these these EQ things are broken down because I think it's pretty fascinating, especially based on the conversations um, I've been having with my check-ins and I've been having with you sort of over the last three months, I'll say. So self-awareness is the first one, like I stated. This means emotional self-awareness, um, understanding, recognizing our own emotions, and the impact they can have (laughs) ding 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 maybe the area I'm working on right now um accurate self-assessment so this is a realistic evaluation of my strengths and limitations or your strengths and limitations self-confidence hmm (laughs) self-management um is self-control trustworthiness conscientiousness adaptability achievement orientation so um I think the first four are pretty straightforward. Um, I'm going to link all of these. So if there is something you're unsure about and you want to double check, they are defined further in the graphic I'm looking at. Um, but achievement orientation is the drive to meet an internal standard of excellence. So that's sort of like your own internal monitor- monitoring versus an external um, force working on you. And initiative. That was That's a really hard word for me to say and spell. P.S. Social awareness is empathy. Um, So understanding others' emotions, which I actually think I'm better at than sometimes processing my own emotions. And that is definitely something um, I've been working on just to giving myself the same sort of care and attention I would to other people. Um, organizational awareness, the ability to read the currents of organizational life, build decision networks and navigate politics. Um, super important for sort of any, (laughs) any, um, healthy workspace for, for you to be able to navigate and move through and, and build your career, really service orientation, um, the ability to recognize and meet customers needs so if you put that into perspective um, you could probably pick out the area that you're really strong in in um, social awareness and the likelihood is your career is probably or your career or your life's um, passion or purpose is probably shaped by that I would I would say Um, And the last one is social skills. So visionary leadership, influence, developing others, communication, change catalyst, conflict management, building bonds, teamwork, and collaboration. And the nice thing I think about the EQ test is, like I said, you can find those sort of gaps and fill them in. Um when I did this I think the test I did they used Donald Trump as an example and it was kind of funny because there were things he was very emotionally intelligent in um, high capabilities right and there were things that was like oh no oh no darling and um, it's true for everyone so those are two of the big tests I know of the other thing I thought we'd would look at, which is why this isn't a mini, um, is that there are different types of intelligence. So this goes beyond book smarts and street smarts, so to speak, right? You are actually categorizing intelligence and this could be an either or of those categories for me. So um, what I'm looking at actually has nine types of intelligence, but apparently Two of them are sort of up to, de- up up to debate up for debate um, about whether they are actually still included, um, and this was ooh put together by um, an American developmental psychologist Howard Gardner um, in apparently 1983. So the likelihood is <laughs> there's an update somewhere, but it was one of the first turn turn (laughs) turnbacks returns on google which um also says a lot but let's let's get into it um so there's naturalist which is nature smart musical sound smart logical mathematical number reasoning smart existential life smart um street smart maybe (laughs) interpersonal people smart bodily, kinesthetic, body smart, linguistic, word smart, intrapersonal, self smart, and spatial, picture smart. Um, so we won't go through them in, in a whole lot of detail, but um, the two up for debate are math and language, um, saying maybe they're not types of intelligence, but they're rather their skills and I can see both sides of that. Um, I I think I would categorize them personally as um, types of intelligence. Maybe that's because um, <laughs> language, uh, linguistics is definitely higher on my um, IQ quotient than uh, the math side of things. However, I do think I'm extraordinarily logical. And so it's actually the numbers that mess me up more than... Um, the logic and reasoning behind it. I feel like I have some kind of like number dyslexia, which could be true. I also had um, some issues reading when I was young. So, you know, everything, everything changes. Um, But I think this is a really cool breakdown and you can see how people in your (laughs) life, in your life, live, oh man, Um, people in your life would fall into some of these different categories. And I guess, again, the nice thing about it is if you know there's an area you want to work on, there are resources, right? Um, I'm hoping I can find it and I can link it, but there's um, a resource that has a whole bunch of uh, cheap ways of learning. And a lot of the... Uh, universities do have sort of free and open courses that you can go and take whenever but there's also a lot of sort of skills upgrading stuff online these days that you can do for low cost or no cost um so don't be afraid don't be afraid to um up your ante in any of these areas of intelligence and don't put a lot of store in what the numbers say if you were to take an iq or an eq test um all of them are just tools right they're all just tools to sort of evaluate where we're at and see where we want to go and if you're a fish don't try and climb a tree hop in the ocean if you are a bird get up in that sky Um, and I mean, if you're an alligator, I think alligators are, are, alligators and crocodiles like water, right? Right? One is more land-based, but I think they both go on the water and come on land. Look, nature, obviously not my, my strength for intelligence. Um, but if you're willing to learn and you're willing to grind it out, I don't think any of these things are off limits. Like I said, it's, there's, there's just an innate ability, right? Someone could be really good at baseball. That just means they have a connection innately to their bodily kinesthetic aspect, that intelligence. But pros aren't just pros because they have this innate ability, Right? they put in the work they put in the effort they build those skills and they keep building them so you can be well-rounded in all of these types of intelligence I actually think for the most part I do have some kind of musical intelligence could I play an instrument I don't know I've tried I used to play piano I really want to get a ukulele um I play drums a little. Um, (laughs) By a little, I mean I attempted to. But I don't always necessarily notice when something is off-key. Or very specific sounds, but I have friends that can pick that stuff up. Um, I really appreciate that intrapersonal, existential, and intrapersonal are all included in this because they're parts of us that we all need to use. Um, and so knowing that you can build these skills up if you think there are gaps is crazy important because without that that sense of hope, without that yeah, it's available to me, um, and just hearing someone say it, I think, can be helpful. <laughs> Maybe not always, but but I think it can be. Um, you gotta, you gotta be you, right? And so, um, you're a genius. Just accept it. <laughs> Don't fight me on it. I won't fight you. Um, We're just going to all accept that who we are is smart. And even if we have those moments that don't feel quite so smart, we're still smart. We still have intelligence. We can wield it for good or we can wield it For not so good things. But it's there. And it can change and shift and grow. And don't discount your life experience. And if you are extraordinarily um, educated. Take a look at those areas that maybe you can work on. That aren't academia. I know a lot of academics who are really terrible at interpersonal or intrapersonal or existential skills because they're so focused on the external validation of academia, the structure of academia, Um, and that's what makes them thrive, but they forget about those other pieces that make them able to be socially aware and move through some of those emotional intelligence aspects that we discussed. And don't sell yourself short if school was a struggle and you either took a detour or you never got to a higher education institution, whether that was... um, a college or a university. And so I'm, I'm, I'm Canadian, if you didn't know. Um, and I use Canadian terminology. So from my understanding, if you are in the States listening, um, college would be like a like community college, um, more technical schools and, uh, university is just a college. So that would be, I mean, there are various degrees, but like your Harvard, like your Berkeley, um, state, state schools, maybe is what they are. I'm not quite sure what state schools mean. I'm just, I'm just saying things now. And also just dis- don't discount the trades. Hell man. I think my uncle retired at like 35 and he's an electrician. So like, don't, don't discount these, um, these skill sets and these areas that capitalism has looked down on or aristocracy has looked down on right um someone has to fix the pipes and someone needs to pick up the garbage and someone needs to mop the floors and it's just as important as the astronauts flying into outer space if they didn't wash the floors who fucking knows what would happen maybe one of those astronauts slips and breaks their neck We don't know. You don't know. Everyone's job is important. And everyone's job takes a certain skill level. And quite frankly, if you're at the top and you wouldn't scrub a toilet, then I don't want you at the top. Get the fuck out of there. (laughs) If you wouldn't do it yourself, don't ask someone else to do it. And don't turn your nose down on those that didn't have the same opportunities as you. And so um, you are judging them. Or being a fish who can't climb a tree. You know? And I'm saying that because I did it. I did it. And I'm not proud of it. And I think it was really crummy of me. And I'm sure I hurt people along the way. And if if you stumble upon this and I have ever made you feel like you're not intelligent, I'm really sorry. Because you are. You are brilliant and a masterpiece. And I want you to embrace that. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for moving through (laughs) this um, quote discourse with me. And hold that tight, guys. Hold tight who you are and what your talents are, because it's amazing. (laughs) If you're going to peace out, peace out. And if you want to take a breath with me, let's do it. All right. (laughs) Bye, guys.